everyone, Aaron Stewart trying this again. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times we're gonna try this, but uh, we'll, we'll give it another go. I have been having such a miserable time trying to figure out how to go live and record it and also do a podcast, which is apparently what we're supposed to be doing in these, the modern days, but I am having a hard time. So I am sorry I have missed the last few days trying to get a podcast up. I've recorded them, but they just haven't really worked out. So I've got a couple things going on now. I've got my iPad recording me um, to make sure that it's working. And then I apparently have some kind of a um, live going on using a totally different piece of software. I have been using live stream. Now I'm using something called, uh, what is it? Ecamm Live, who my good friend Nick Fitzgerald uh, offered, uh, said that I should give it a go. So anyway, we're trying to get it and we're trying to go this way. What I wanted to do though is jump on really quick. I wanted to finish up the podcast about Jordan Spieth and then also talk a little bit more about um, the tournament coming up with the Memorial Tournament. So there's a lot of stuff going on. You can see my, my let's see, my logo here now. So this is fancy. And then I can like change screens. Oh, oh, oh. So that's good for you on the podcast. You can't see anything going on. That's not a good view for me right there. That one's not good either. Oh, there is no good views of me. So whatever that means. Okay. So we're just going to keep shooting through this. I wanted to talk about Jordan Spieth. We've talked a lot about him in the podcast. I find him a fascinating young player. Um, I became, um, I, I have a, I had a Down syndrome aunt who we loved dearly. And so when it comes to special needs kids, we just, um, we just love them. And the way he treats his sister had just instantly made him a favorite of mine. And so when, then when he was such a dominant and good player, that was always fun, right? To see how well he played. So uh, I've been following him for a little while. It's been hard to see him struggle a little bit. So I wanted to kind of dive in right now and take a look at Jordan Spieth and how he's been doing. Talk a little bit about um, some of the changes he's made in his game, maybe how they can apply to us so we don't make some of the same kinds of mistakes maybe and not to get too freaked out about things. So let's jump into it and take a look. I'm going to do something now that I don't know if it's going to work, um, but Let's uh, let's jump into us into this and see how it goes. Here we go. If that worked <laughs> i guess we'll see after anyway so a little intro there i tried to throw together i don't know how you're supposed to use these things all this stuff is a fancy i love technology so i'll figure out eventually but i'm literally just flying i've never used this software before we're just gonna see how it goes so anyway let's jump right down i'm also gonna here's the next thing i'm gonna share my screen here and this is kind of a i don't really like me down there I'll leave me down there for now, but if I have to get rid of myself, I will. I think I know how to do it. Um, let me, what's this? What does that mean? Oh, crop to fill. I like that. Okay, we'll just crop to fill. Okay, so again, we're going to look at uh, Jordan Spieth. We know he's 25 years of age now. He turned pro in 2012. 
Six foot one, 175 pounds, wouldn't that be nice? I'm 5'11 and about 50 pounds heavier than that. So anyway, FedEx Cup rank right now, 73rd. Uh, not the greatest. His world golf ranking is 29, and his scoring average is 70 and a half. 70 and a half. So let's go ahead and take a look at um, this first page here. This is something that I think is very interesting, and it kind of goes back to some of the stuff that we've talked about earlier, equipment changes. So it says here that Jordan Spieth had been messing with his driver shaft in the early part of the week before he played there at Colonial Country Club which obviously he's won there before. It's now called the Charles Schwab Challenge. And grateful that Charles Schwab took that over, talked about that last week. It's got a, a very, it's an invitational, it's on very firm financial ground now. And for a while there, it looked like we might be losing it. So very cool to have him doing that. Um, so we, um, let's see, can I take that off now? Ah, we'll just leave it there. It's not, I don't think it's good to have two logos on either corner, but hey, We'll work with that later. So, um, so, but Jordan Spieth has been making these changes to a swing. And because it says here that um, on Tuesday, Jordan's instructor Cameron McCormick and Titles PGA Tour staff together decided on adding more stability in the tip of Jordan's driver shaft. Jordan had gained speed as a result of some swing changes that they were working on. Okay, so now they're coming up with some changes there to try to help Jordan and what this did actually is helped him find the middle of the face more often and not and not hit it off the toe as often. So hopefully it's going to improve his driving accuracy, right? That's the hope anyway. So again, going back to our games, if we decide to go and make a major change to our game, if we've gotten on video, if we've used a swing bite, if we have some new data and we want to change our golf swings, don't go out and spend a bunch of money getting fit. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Let's make the changes first, get that going, and then we can go out and get fit for clubs. Just don't waste your money, don't waste your time. Uh, a friend of mine sent an article today about, um, geez, darn it, um, Stricker, Steve Stricker, who's playing at uh, Memorial this week, and he's using clubs that are like 10 years old. Okay, so because he's been trying to fit and get some things done, he pulled some shafts, it didn't work out, so now he's had to go back to some old clubs that used to work really great for him. And um, so just, just be careful with your equipment. Don't change it all and do it all if you plan to make a great big swing change. I think that's kind of the first thing here that we can learn from Jordan Spieth, right? He, he obviously has the tour vans and stuff following him. Making a change like this is not a big deal. The interesting thing to me too, I, I thought this was pretty fascinating that um, and I'll just bring the camera back up here. Uh, really fascinating that back in the day, when you made a swing, when you made a swing change, you had to somehow or another make that swing change work with your golf swing, right? You, you didn't have the data to go out and pull shafts and try different shafts and figure something else out. And then you didn't even know really if it was working very much, except for hitting a few balls on the range. And and we all know how that can go. Uh, a few fake feels here and there, and, and you don't know what club you've got in the, in the bag anymore. So it's pretty fascinating now that we can dial it down. You've seen guys make switches, all like uh, Justin Rose switched his whole bag out from TaylorMade to Homa and went out and, and won in San Diego, right, at Torrey Pines. So we've seen that kind of happen. And with this, this really specific data, we can get really good fitting clubs now. 
Steve Stricker may argue a little bit with me on that one, but uh, uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out eventually. Okay, the next part of Jordan, Jordan Spieth, I wanted to talk about his putting. His putting has been extraordinary. We think of Jordan Spieth as a good putter. His putting hasn't been what we expect it to be this year and really for most of last year. And I believe it, it goes, you know, playing good golf is like herding cats. It's impossible to keep it all good all the time. So the more data we have sort of recording our swings and figuring out what those are, the better. So let's take a look at this real quick. I'll bring it up here. I believe that it is here. Well, yeah. So Jordan Spieth at Colonial, here's some of the cool stats that he had while he played last week. So 434 feet, four inches of putts through 54 holes. Okay, through 54 holes. So he was making essentially eight footers through 54 holes. In fact, and that his very, his very best he's ever done over the course of four rounds, we're talking three here, over the course of four rounds is 432 feet. So he eclipsed that in just three rounds, making three, 434 feet of putts. Okay, it says, they, they said in, in the opening round, he did not miss a putt inside 15 feet. So if he got it to 15 feet, he just 15 feet, he just rolled it in. That would be a very good putting day. So Jordan Spieth is putting very well. He hold over three putts. He hold three putts over 40 feet. Okay, so no question there. He played very well. Okay. So really quickly, let me get me out of the way here. This is not awesome. Well, that's better. Okay, so Jordan, we're gonna look at his rankings, his FedEx Cup rankings. We know that he's 73rd now. We saw that in that opening sheet there, boom. I don't even know if this shows, if my mouse shows on the on the screen or not. But so 2019, uh, for 2019, he's now ranked 73rd, which is, he was at, uh, up to 150th, I think. So he's making some progress. But we're going to compare his numbers this year to 2017 and 2015 to see if we can't see some trends. So what I did, I just went to pgatour.com and pulled down those stats. And you'll see them kind of here. For sure, I gotta keep my, my, video, my video face off this one for us to see it all. So in 2019, and I, I hope everybody can see this, but I'll go ahead for those that are on the podcast, I'm gonna just read these out and talk about them. So on, we're gonna look at driving distance, driving accuracy, greens and regulation, and strokes gain putting and compare 2019 to 2017 and 2015. I mean, just based on that, right? He seems to do really well in odd years. So maybe we're gonna see something special from Jordan, but he's got to get going, right? We've got less tournaments. And I, based on how many tournaments he played last year, he's only gonna play eight to 10 more times. So he's really gotta start doing something special. So in uh, so 2019, right now, um, he was he is ranked, 75th in driving distance. He was ranked 75th for all of 2017. He was ranked 78th in 2015. So he is not very far off what he averaged in his two best years. Now, the interesting thing is if you kind of see that graph there, in the middle of the year, he averaged, it looks like he had at least, he had one tournament where he was hitting it 330 yards. But for the most part, it's been right around, his high peaks were right around 300 yards. In 2017, he had more peaks over 300 yards and he did also in 2015. So this swing change, hopefully it isn't about driving distance, 
because there's only been one time all year when he's actually hit it further than he used to. Okay, right? So driving at driving distance is not the issue here. So let's look at driving accuracy. And here's where we start to see some of the differences. In 2015, uh, Jordan Spieth hit 63% of his fairways. That ranked him 80th on the tour. In 2017, where he finished second in FedEx Cup points, he averaged 60% of his fairways. Hitting 60% of his fairways, that ranked him at 101. Currently, Jordan Spieth is hitting 51% of his fairways, and that ranks him in 202nd. Now, yes, he has been trending in the right direction, but is it going to be enough to get him where he needs to be? Let's hope so. Let's hope that that's exactly what it's going to be. Um, greens and regulation then. So th there's our first real glaring difference between 2019 and the, his two best years. Now, um, let's look at his greens and regulation. In um, 2015, he ranked 49th and he hit 68% of his greens. In 2017, he ranked fourth in greens and regulation. He hit 70% of his greens, right? Two percentage points better got him from 49th to fourth. That's how tight this thing is. Currently, he's hitting, he is hitting 64% of his greens in regulation. That puts him at 153rd on tour. Um, if he can get that closer to 70, and it doesn't take much. If he went three points, he matches 2015. If he goes all the way up with five points, he can get up to his 2017. So again, greens in regulation, if he's around 70%, Jordan Spieth does well. And why does he do well? Because if he misses a green, it's not by much. And we know that his short game is unbelievable. He's a wizard around the greens. So we know that he's going to do well around the greens with those wedges in his hands. So even when he misses by a little bit, he's going to be fine. He chips in. In fact, he's always got a bet with his caddy, uh, Michael Groller, is it? Growl? I can't remember his name. But that there's an over-under on how many how many he chips in. Per year they always got a little something going on there, a little side bet going on we see him chip in a lot he's an amazing player with these wedges his short game has always been extraordinary and we know that his putting's always been extraordinary okay so if jordan spieth can hit more greens here's where it gets exciting for him and you can see sort of him trending in the right direction currently his strokes game putting advantage is 0.8 strokes per round that ranks him fourth on tour when he finished first, he ranked ninth on tour with 0.57. And in 2017, when he finished second in FedEx Cup points, he ranked 48th, and he and he had an advantage of the field of on the field of 0.28 strokes per round. So Jordan Spieth right now is putting better than in both of his previous great years, and that's including all the bad rounds previous. He has got his average up to 0.81 putting him fourth on tour in putting. So this is the bottom line. If Jordan Spieth can hit more fairways and hit more greens, his putter will get it done for him. And that's the bottom line. It got it done in the previous two years where he had such great years, and it will do it again. He just now needs to find the greens. Pebble Beach, right? Can he find the greens there? US Open rough, kind of tough, right? He's got to be in the fairways. Now, Going over to the British Open, it'll be interesting. If he can hit the greens there and his putter's hot over there, he could do well. All right. So let's see how he does at the Memorial Tournament. And uh, it's going to be fun.
gonna be exciting. We'll pull up, I guess, we'll pull up my little face again here and I'll get the next one going here. So just to finish up, we'll see how um, Jordan Smith does at the Memorial. He is playing this week, so it'll be fun to see if he's put it all together and how that new driver shaft keeps working out for him. And if we can see his, we'll definitely check on it after this um, tournament and see if his driving numbers have come up a little bit, which would bring his screens and regulation up a little bit. And if he keeps that putter hot, he could really do some amazing things. Okay, so I'm gonna bring up my up my computer one more time, boom. And maybe I'll do it this way. Does this work? No, because you can't see the bottom one. Well, let's see. So the Memorial Tournament, just a couple little points I thought we needed to kind of go over. One, it's an invitational. So 120 players, no Monday qualifier. We know what that means. Founded by Jack Nicholas in 1976. It is played at Muirfield Village Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio. Um, I've definitely heard and read many times that um, Jack Nicholas wanted to set this up so it had similar credentials to, uh, not credentials, but similar um, quality of course as, as the Masters, as Augusta National. Um, the purse this year has gone up a couple hundred thousand dollars. It is now 9.1 million, so 1.6 of that will be going to the champion who wins this week. And this was an interesting thing. A lefty, a left-handed player has never won at Memorial. Mike Weir came the closest when he finished second in 2008, but nobody else, no other left-hander has, no left-hander, not other, no left-hander has won at Merrifield Village, which makes it difficult to say that it compares to Augusta. Because we know that left-handed players actually play, do quite well at Augusta. Um, it's quite an advantage actually to be a left-handed player at Augusta, especially on, you know, some of Amen Corner, for example, um, is definitely a benefit. So that's, uh, I thought was an interesting thing. I'm going to get me out of here now. Um, in 2014, the PGA Tour agreed to give the winner a three-year exemption. Typically, it's a two-year exemption. That is pretty special. That's quite, um, that's quite a cool thing when you win here. A three-year exemption. Jack Nicholas, obviously being who he is, got that done with the PGA Tour. I think that a lot of folks... Um, you could take away $500,000 from the purse and, um, and give them that extra year exemption with the average of, of what PGA Tour players make annually now, and people would take that. So this three-year exemption is much more of a benefit than that extra $200,000 they put in the purse this year, no question about it. And defending champion Bryson DeChambeau um, obviously played well uh, last year. In fact, that's kind of where... DeChambeau sort of pulled away a little bit from, from everybody. That's where he really started his amazing good play and, um, and, and really finished out the year playing really good golf. So it'll be interesting to see if he can defend and how well he plays. He's sort of faded in this latter part of the year. So, and then let's see if I've got one more. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring up my computer screen one more time. So here's some featured group starting times for everybody. We've got Tiger Woods and Justin Rose going out at uh, 8.26 Eastern time tomorrow morning. So when I come in the office, I'll already have some good folks to watch. You've got Tiger Woods, Justin Rose, and Bryson DeChambeau uh, teeing off there. Five-time Memorial champion in Woods. Um, Woods wants to tie Sam Seed's record, right, with 82 wins. Um, let's see. 2018 FedEx Cup, Rose, champion on finish runner up in 2018 and 2015. So Justin Rose plays very well. These are all um, returning champions. Justin Rose has won there in, in 2010. 
Woods, right? 1999, 2000, 2001. So three times in a row, 2009 and 2012. Be interesting to see how Tiger's playing. And then Phil Mickelson, who has no chance, right? He's a left-handed player. He cannot win at Mirfield Village, apparently. But we'll see how that goes. But Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, and Matt Kuchar will be teeing a feature group in the afternoon wave. And they'll be teeing off number one at 1.16 Eastern time. And then let's bring up this next page here. Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, who we've been talking about today, and Justin Thomas will be going off, oh, 8.15 a.m. in round one. So again, Eastern time, that's 6.15 my time. So I will have golf right when I get in here in the morning. That's always a good day. That's a good way to work. Thursday and Fridays are pretty great around here. Always got golf in the background. Awesome. So Spieth, 2015, McIlroy, 2016, and Thomas, 2017. So there's some uh, champions there. Let's see, McIlroy's got top. McIlroy's nine top tens this season lead the PGA Tour. He's playing well. Let's see. And entering PGA Championship without a top 10 finish since the 2018 Open Championship. Spieth has reeled off two top tens in a row. So we'll see how Jordan Spieth plays here. And then the last group, 105. I don't know how interesting this is to everybody. Hideki Matsuyama. If they could actually mic him so I could listen to the Japanese, I think it would be fascinating. I love to listen to Japanese. But Jason Day and Adam Scott, the two Aussies playing together. George, Adam Scott, obviously, is a guy that I use a lot, too, because his swing is just darn near perfect. Um, technically, it's a very amazing swing. So really cool. They tee off at 1.15 in the afternoon wave. So for me, honestly, the morning wave is going to be more interesting than the afternoon wave and then vice versa on Friday. So we'll just have to play it by ear that way. Let's go back to my huge face and back to this view. And we'll wrap this thing up. So uh, look for Jordan Spieth then. As we wrap this thing up, based on the data, Jordan Spieth is trending in the right direction. If he can keep his putter hot, he's in great place. And if he can just hit a few more, if this shaft works and he can hit a few more fairways, we would expect him to hit a few more greens and then that hot putter. I mean, it's the best it's ever been. Could probably help him out and he can see a win here pretty quickly. Um, but we'll see. Uh, it'd be fun to see Tiger Woods back in action. It'd be fun to see Bryson DeChambeau attempt to uh, defend. It's going to be great. The, the Memorial Tournament is special. It's cool to have Jack Nicklaus there. There's a lot of history there. The course is always immaculate. Um, and then we've got another major right around the corner. So the U.S. Open coming right up. So pretty crazy stuff. A lot of fun. Enjoy the day tomorrow. Hopefully this works out. I'll get the podcast up. We'll try to figure this ridiculous video part of it out. It says it's live and it's going, but I don't know for sure. I can't, I can't, I can't tell for sure. We'll see. Um, until then, oops, I don't just kind of. So until next time, always remember better data means better golf and we'll see ya. Thanks.